This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hi everyone, my name is Matt Manning, Technical Service Consultant in the BT Technical Services team. Group of qualified individuals who can help you as advisors answer any advice technique related queries you might have. The topic of this week's podcast is the proposal to increase the income threshold for the Commonwealth Seniors Healthcare Card, which I abbreviate to CSHC. It's proposed that the adjusted taxable income threshold for the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card eligibility will increase to 90,000 for singles, which is currently 57,761, 144,000 for couples, which is currently 92,416, and 180,000 for couples separated by illness, which is currently $115,522. CSHC is not subject to an assets test. As far as the start date for this change, likely 20 September 2022, although this is dependent on the relevant bill passing both Houses of Parliament and receiving royal assent by this day. So the clients who could benefit from this increase are those who satisfy the eligibility criteria, however their adjusted taxable income is above the relevant current income threshold, however below the relevant proposed income threshold. So that's the proposed change. Uh, the remainder of the podcast will cover three questions about the CSHC income definition, eligibility requirements, and the potential benefits of holding CSHC, and then close with an example. So question one, what is adjusted taxable income for CSHC purposes? Adjusted taxable income is the sum of the clients and if applicable, their partners. Taxable income plus employer provided fringe benefits plus target foreign income plus total net investment loss plus reportable super contributions. These include salary sacrifice and personal contributions claimed as a tax deduction, but not the superannuation guarantee plus the deemed income from account-based pensions. The following won't apply to new CSHC applications, but for existing clients, an account-based pension is grandfathered and therefore exempt from the CSHC income test if it was purchased prior to 1 January 2015 and if the account holder has continuously held CSHC since before 1 January 15. So that, that definitely won't apply for any new applications that would just be subject to deeming. For members of a couple, their combined adjusted taxable income is used, even if only one member of the couple is eligible to hold CSHC. Generally, an applicant's adjusted taxable income is assessed using the financial year immediately preceding the current financial year. If the applicant has not received a tax notice of assessment for last financial year, then the previous financial year is used. Where the historic adjusted taxable income exceeds the relevant threshold, Services Australia may allow the CSHC applicant to instead use an estimate of their adjusted taxable income. Generally, they'll only apply such discretion where the estimate is reasonable, below the relevant income threshold, and the applicant can demonstrate a change in their circumstances. The most common changes in circumstances would be retirement uh, or another generally one-off event, such as triggering a large capital gain from the sale of an investment property. Question two, what are the CSHC eligibility criteria? <clears throat> In addition to the adjusted taxable income requirement, an applicant must satisfy all the following requirements to be eligible for CSHC. They must have attained age pension age, which is currently 66 and a half. 
and not be receiving a social security benefit or pension from Services Australia or a service pension or an income support supplement from the Department of Veteran Affairs. And they have to be an Australian resident or special category visa holder and physically present in Australia at the time of the application. The last requirement is they have to provide their, their tax file number. So colloquially, the CSHC is often referred to as a concession card for self-funded retirees. However, subject to the eligibility criteria, clients who are employed or self-employed are still eligible to hold the CSHC. Just one final thing on that eligibility um, requirement, as far as not being receiving you know, a pension or benefit, etc. Uh, the reason for that is that the people that are in that situation receiving uh, such a payment, like you know, age pension would be the most common example, obviously, they would get the pension to concession card and therefore, one, they don't need to, they're not eligible for the uh, Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. So the third question is, what are the potential benefits of holding CSHC? Now, for most, the main benefit is access to cheaper prescription medicines under the Pharmaceutical Benefits Scheme. This benefit's the same as those who hold the Pension to Concession Card, which is automatically granted to you know, people, among others, including age pension, and those eligible to hold the low-income healthcare card. As is the case for Pension Concession Card and low-income healthcare card holders, Commonwealth Seniors Healthcare card holders are also entitled to a refund for medical costs when they reach the Medicare safety net. Other potential benefits of holding CSHC are dependent on several factors, which will significantly vary from client to client. These may include bulk bill doctor's visits at the discretion of the doctor and various state and territory and local council benefits, such as discounts on motor vehicle registration and utility bills. Clients who do not hold pension to concession card due to not receiving age pension may also benefit from applying from low-income healthcare card. This is because the other benefits are likely to be more numerous than for CSHC purposes. For an example, a client's local general practitioner may decide that they'll bulk bill um, pension to concession card and low-income card holders, but not Commonwealth Seniors card holders. This may also apply to some other uh, benefits, including local government rates, etc. again at the discretion of the, the local and um, state and territory level. Subject to the eligibility criteria, clients may concurrently hold C uh, CSHC and the low income healthcare card. And now for an example, John is age 67. He satisfies all the requirements to be eligible for age pension, however he does not receive any rate of payment due to the means tests. Currently, John does not hold the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. John's tax adjusted taxable income is $77,122. This consists of $20,000 net rent from an investment property, $37,122 of deemed income from a $1.7 million account-based pension, and $20,000 in salary income. John also has $2 million in the accumulation phase of super, however this is not included in his adjusted taxable income, which is a different assessment for social security purposes, but for Commonwealth Seniors healthcare car purposes we ignore funds in accumulation. If, and I do stress if, the relevant bill passes both Houses of Parliament and receives royal assent by 20 September 22, John will be eligible to apply for Commonwealth Seniors health card on or after 20 September, as his adjusted taxable income is less than the new 90,000 threshold. As John's scenario illustrates, some clients with significant means may in the future qualify to hold Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. 
Well, I hope this has given you some insight into the proposed increase to the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card income threshold. Please don't forget you can watch all our previous BT Academy episodes plus register for the upcoming live sessions which will allow you to participate in live polls, Q&As and discussions and you can do this by heading to www.bt.com.au slash professional and following the links to the BT Academy webinar series. In the meantime, if you're an advisor and have any technical advice technical questions, you can contact the BT Tech Service team on 1-800-655-901 or by email to technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.